Okay, it's episode 115, and Drez has returned. Uh, if you want to hear the first episode with Drez, you can find it, episode 68, Always on a Mission. And as you'll hear from this episode, yeah, not much has changed. <laughs> Man, I bought a mic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think it's working. No, it's nice, man. I got it. Uh, nice like speaker, like microphone. Thronmax. It's called a Thronmax Pulse. It's the only reason I bought it. There you go. You're on it now. That's my yeah. Yeah. Is that is that like Thronmax Pulse? Yeah. Is that and look, I've got a windsock for it. <laughs> Put a windsock on your Thronmax Pulse, man. Yeah, man. We should get, we should get sponsored. Look at that man, that's uh, that could be misplaced as a merkin. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you find that glorious thing? Oh, JB Hi Fi. Oh, wow, <laughs> what, what a look, great store! It didn't look too hard, <laughs> it didn't put much effort in. I hear that's a great store, Drez. <laughs> yeah, I'm on, I'm on holidays at the moment. Oh, wow, yeah. What's the plan for your holidays? What does Drez do on his holidays? I'm going. Um, I'm going south. Can't say where I'm going, but I'm going to the southern southern tip of New Zealand. Then I'm going to an island off the coast of New Zealand right. for six nights. So um, yeah, me and a couple of my buddies are going like hardcore mine exploring down there. Oh my so, god! Yeah, getting a, a normal plane to the mainland, and then we're getting some little. I don't know some little thing that only 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 hauls i think about 12 people and just enough luggage to get us to this little island and um yeah it's gonna be gonna be mad and then you're gonna check out some <laughs> disused gold mine or what kind of mine are we talking here oh i can't say mate you'll track it now it's tin it's tin 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 yeah Jesus. yeah yeah, it's not not really much, you know, glory in that, is there? <laughs> well, if they're all abandoned, I can't imagine there's much glory in in any of it, really. No, no, that's what the pommies were mostly uh, mining was tin. We're over here chipping away at gold, and they're, you know, the geezers are down in the trenches chipping away at tin. God bless why, them. Why did why were they going for the tin? Uh, there was a lot of it. I don't know. There must have just been a. They started in the 1800s, so there must have been a point in time where it was worth a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, not now. I oh, know. <laughs> so, how's the tin industry taking it? Yeah, I don't think it's great. Didn't stop them from blasting a, enormous holes in the ground, though. Yeah, Jesus. That's where we're going. Yeah, wow. Well, I mean, we're already into it. I was going to, the main reason I got you back, it's great to have you back. It's great to see you. Great to see you, brother. Um, is when I last spoke to you, your mm. new, let's call it a hobby to start off with, yeah. was looking into abandoned gold mines and i've mentioned yeah. this before but it's my favorite one of my favorite moments of doing like this podcast over 100 episodes was when you were like oh yeah everyone at work thinks i'm doing strange new hobbies but they're stupid they didn't have any idea anyway i'm just looking into abandoned gold mines and i was like <laughs> bring it on so i wanted just to start by reading i took a screenshot of your disclaimer Okay. Your mm. YouTube uh, page, Queensland Abandoned Mines. Oh yeah, yeah. Cool. Which I Someone's noticed has it. a Someone's pretty, it. it has a pretty <laughs> hardcore following. Like you've got you've got fifteen hundred subscribers, but they seem to be regular check ins at every. Like I yeah, said, got a got a got a few now. Got a few. I've got so an this alias. Is, this is the uh, got an alias. Yeah, yeah. Ebenezer Vickery. <laughs> of course. Yeah, or some some. Um, well, agencies don't 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 appreciate what what I do. Right, so, right, uh, right. Yeah. yeah so when did sure. you when did you first have to put your a disclaimer on? Because I figure you didn't put a disclaimer on the first one, but did someone reach out to you and say you better put a disclaimer on this shit? Or oh, well, that, that's a story. I went to a place called well, I won't mention the place, but I went to um, a, a place west of Gympie. And uh, it was it was in the early days of the exploring where I didn't really have the maps that I do now. 
I actually had one of my twin boys with me, Zach. And we went there two two out of three days. I actually took annual leave to explore this place because it just looked, you know, it was just amazing, like the history. Rio Tinto actually owned the property for about 10 years uh, back in the day yeah, and then did nothing with it. But anyway, the first day we went there, we completely missed all of the workings. Just saw some cows, not really much going on. Um, <laughs> yeah. 600 metre altitude, like the, the mountain though. So it was still like about 14 hours away from the car. Had another day, a buddy up at a place called... Um, Canier Dam. Uh, he he's got a property up there and saw what I was doing and sent me some real maps. So in between the first explorer of this place, West of Gympie, and the day off, uh, I, I got some new maps and said, Zach, we've got to hit it again. So we, we went back there and um explored, found the mines, rappelled down like a 130-foot shaft, ran out of rope, like awesome day. But when we got back to the car, um, we'd been gone since seven in the morning. We got back and it was dark. And there was a dude with a bit of a posse with a like excavator, like heavy earth. I knew something was going on because when we drove down the valley and parked the car, I could see all this like new fencing laid out. And I thought, right. That's, that, that looks recent. <laughs> right. so, anyway, we got back to the car and there's a dude in like a massive excavator. And I'm in a 2011 Ford Fiesta that's like about two inches off the ground. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, do I go fess up to the guy or do I, you know, gun it and i just gunned it took my harness off took my helmet off chucked it in the boot and the paddock that i escaped out of man like oh, i wish i had the gopro recording because <laughs> i did a creek crossing in a 2010 oh, Fiesta. anyway this dude was on to me so he started up his car and he drove down because there's only one way in and out of his property right. and I, I actually escaped out of the paddock successfully um through grass that was taller than the top of my car Jesus. he's gotten his car and he's cut me off and um yeah it was a bit of a showdown and um well long story short it was a bit of a heated moment i think the only time the only reason he didn't knock my head off like a like a cork was because zach was in the car right um and um Jesus. i got a call from the gimpy police um and yeah it all got a little bit real i didn't sleep for about three days jesus um and just realized what i was doing i actually did a, a, a qam episode on it but i just realized what i was doing was a bit disrespectful a bit loose um and we just just took the channel down for about three months and then everything i've done since is done with a lot more respect a lot more research um you know the, the right property access uh, property permissions right and it's been so cool man like i've got to meet some property owners and you know the all the property owners of the these old mines they don't just own them by coincidence they know all of the you know the people that work there and the uncles and the great great uncles and grandfathers that work there and they've got a lot of stories to share so yeah so it's a bit bit slow i was doing i was doing one episode a week that's just because <laughs> i was just parking opening gates and i won't yeah. say where i've been but yeah, I've been pretty much everywhere. Um, so yeah, so after that, I think that was like last, it was a bit over 12 months ago, everything just sort of slowed down. There's been a lot more planning since. And that's why I back to all of the disclaimers came up because yeah, yeah I think the, the thing that I learned then is probably the most dangerous thing with what I do is people that want to follow. Yeah, right. Because this is what I'll read what it says. QAM, that's you, advises strongly against entering any abandoned mines it requires specific training and equipment. Underprepared explorers may find themselves exposed to deadly gases and mine collapses. Stay out and stay alive. I was like, yeah, Dres, that was you for the first six months. I oh, know, and I was solo too. Um, yeah. Like my my my, like I I, I sort of um, look at what we've put together when I edit the episodes and there's even a few of the more modern explores we've done where I go, Ooh, maybe we shouldn't have gone past that bit. Yeah. But I look back to the ones from a couple of years ago. So I think October, 2020 was the first, first ever explore. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, April 21 was the first mission. And I think it aired about a month later on YouTube, but they're all solo, man. Like every single thing was by myself. No, no equipment or yeah. everything purchased off eBay. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah we've come a long way <laughs> so I, I mean having said that as well like I, I just clicked on your most recent video and more, more the first thing that like <laughs> came out to like was most obvious was production values so have you how much have you got into the editing side of things yeah heaps man like i look again look back to the the early explores and 
really regret what I did solo and then also just cringe at the production value. So we've got like a couple of different uh, mics with wind filters now. We've got a couple of different GoPros. Yeah. Um, even got some sound deadening down in the sun's room, which I oh. use as my little audio booth when I'm doing all of my uh, narration. So, yeah, it's come a long way, man. I think... Um, got you know, a couple of drones? A, yeah, got a drone. Two, well, yeah. two drones. One, one, one drone is at the bottom of a... A fourteen, uh, yeah, fourteen hundred foot deep shaft at a at a place called Didcot. Yeah. Um, and the owner knows it's down there, but no one's been down there for over eighty years. But there's my my drones down there. Um, had a nerve wracking experience where over the exact same um open shaft, the actual owner uh, or the owner's son bought a drone and he needed it because, you know, like I said at the at the at the top, I've got to meet a lot of the property owners. They're actually really cool people. Yep. And they've got their own struggles with the land, you know, like people doing crazy stuff and trespassing. And, um, you know, you've got exploration companies trying to bring drilling rigs onto it, not doing proper land reclamation, like owning Jesus. owning a owning a, a, a mine paddock, as a lot of the property owners call them, sounds like a stressful gig. Hey, like it's not just a hole in the ground. There's a there's a lot of lot of things that um cause stress. But yeah, anyway, the, the son of one of the properties bought a drone um for about three grand and then wasn't confident enough to fly it. Yeah. So I went up to the property and I was like, this is going to be award-winning footage. Like, and then I had to say like, what if I crash it? And he goes, well, you'll have to buy me another one. That was the most nervous <laughs> drone piloting I think uh, of all time. So, cause you know, drones aren't meant to go below ground. And even though you're at top of a 300 meter hill, when you send it down a mine shaft, it starts to go into negatives and it starts beeping and chirping and lights start flashing and going off. So yeah, they don't like it. Uh, yeah, and then I bought another one just recently because some of the terrain that we're hitting is just like, I've been hiking for a long time now, but some of the terrain is just, it's really tough. So the drone is our little, um, it's our little recon buddy. Haven't named him yet. Have you got a name for him? Your little recon drone. Re recon drone. Yeah. We, we're thinking of a name. Oh, you're going to have to leave that with me. I'll, I'll see what I've got by the end of the episode. Yeah. I had that as a challenge. You've done a bit of homework on me. You've read my uh, disclaimer. <laughs> so you've got to name my next episode, which is, you, you know, it's a, uh, it's a, it's an island south of, Jesus. nz yeah and you got to name a drone right <laughs> oh, pressure i don't see what happens pressure master yeah, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. that's awesome yeah so um we, we'll go and have we'll have a i've got to ask way more questions about you going into gold mines you caught up with your family right you got you had a break like you said you had a bit of leave and you went down to the sunny coast back to the central yep. coast where yep. we're from if, you, if people listened two episodes ago me and uh, jc and we go the dirty three we had mm. a big chat about uh growing up in central coast in particular east gosford and yep. you grew up on the same street as uh jc in yep. uh, bayview street and um what, what's it like going back that's what i always like asking people what's it like going home um well actually before that i had a a, a, a unfinished story about <laughs> Bayview that was actually playing on my mind after you and me uh, last had a chat right and i think i may have <laughs> left your listeners with uh the illusion that just everything was really fine and dandy in uh Bayview, and there was a lot of strong bonds which there absolutely is the the strongest bond is a, a you know a baby bond and that that sort of era but yeah. It wasn't always that way. Oh, I don't really? know if you actually know the way that I met Jess and Steve-O, Steve Holland. No. I wasn't oh, working at KFC. Story. No, I, I, I got a job interview at KFC. When I went down, there was like two or three people that went, Drez, from like down the back. <laughs> and I, I yeah. assume those, I think I think it was Jess and Steve, but I assume those two two people got me the job. Yeah. No, no, it was, a, it was I'd never even laid eyes on Jess other than seeing him and Wigo as the really tall dudes in the Gosford High um, yeah. school photos, the annual yes. photos, as as, right, as was going through the ranks. Were, we were, we, yeah, we were all in the uh, same year as your sister. And yeah, uh, yeah right. Okay, yeah. But they would have been back back and centre, those two. Yeah. But I'd never met Jess, and um, I was hanging out with a dude called Miles Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Lindsley, I think. So I was going through like a crazy homeboy phase of my life. I don't really think we've got time to unpack that it's the but, 90s man uh, get your keppers on and they were keppers they were keppers yeah. anyway and i don't know if you remember jess's Salika. i think it was like a 1976 fastback that red know. thing he had no i don't really remember before that. 
before, before the, the pulse. Anyway, yeah. it had some exhaust issues, so you could hear it coming from like Gosford, <laughs> right? You could because yeah. Bayview's up on a hill. Anyway, me and Miles were probably fifteen. He was he was a couple of years younger than me, and we could hear Jess's Salika coming from. I don't know. We would have had at least ten minutes notice. You could almost hear it coming from Woi Woi, and we were just doing what boys do. So he was on one side of the road and I was on the other side of the road and we were just passing the football to each other. That was it. Oh, just yep. in, innocent fun. Yep. And then we could hear the roar of JC Salika <laughs> getting louder and louder. And he goes, dude, he goes, skim the footy across his front window. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, was Jesus. Like, I was like, I, I don't know, man. He go, I was like, those dudes are like pretty, pretty badass. And he goes, I know them both. He, and I, I remember this, man. I've got a pretty good memory for situations. He goes, they're my best mates. And I was like, all right. <laughs> my best <laughs> I mates. Like, I was like, all right, Miles. <laughs> so we just threw the footy a few more times and it was in my possession. And and here comes the Red Salika just fanging past, like past the Holland's house, past the Alsa's house. And man, the pass I threw in front of JC's window, like I don't think I would have been able to recreate it if I had like a million chances. I reckon the leather of the football like skimmed skimmed and made a screech across the glass anyway <laughs> the brakes went on straight away right like and i was just like man like they're turning around and miles goes don't worry about it man they're my mates so it's already gone from best mates to mates my mates yeah i know them <laughs> i know them yeah i think i know them anyway and then jc's done like a handbrake and like just done the quickest u-turn ever and i've just bolted into the bush and steve and jess both got out of this salika jesus both still in their school uniforms and just chased me down this leech infested gorge (laughs) and i i was actually on a sick day from school so i actually went all the way through the bush then came up my backyard and nothing really came of it and then uh steve-o yelled out drez and i was like yeah, yeah, mate. Like, still haven't met these two. And he goes, you're gone, softy. And then I heard Jesse go, then I heard Je- Jess go, yeah, man. <laughs> and I didn't catch up with him for like three months. And I was petrified for right. three months. Jeez. So that's actually, yeah. So Jess actually like loathed me. He's like this little smart ass, M's little brother. Yeah. That almost made me crash by passing a footy. That's actually how I met him was him chasing me through the bush, wanting to bash me. <laughs> Oh, jeez. So any retribution or did they just, was it bought up again? I just played it smart. I knew where they caught the bus. I knew where they went to school. I knew their route home. And I just, I just played it smart. Just stayed on the lamb for like a solid, oh man, I was like four foot five. And Jess back then was still like six, four. Yeah. So and 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 Steve was still twice my side, and then I knew they were friends with Wigo. He was a, a man mountain as well. So I yeah. just I just avoided them at all costs, man, for a solid solid three months. They were <laughs> they were mature young men at that at that point. There's a <laughs> there's a photo I found recently of, uh, well maybe someone sent it to me. It might have been your sister sent it to me, of Wigo and me. It might have been Stu at like on the last day of school. Mm-hmm. And Wigo has a like a beard, and I look about <laughs> I look about ten. <laughs> when we when we had it up in our house in uh, Denison, that's yeah. what that's what uh, Matt said. Oh, Denison. He called he called it uh, Wigo and Sons. That's what it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I'm looking. You look at that phone and you go, I am older than Wigo, and it's just like no way. I look ten, and he's got a beard. And he's just proud man standing with his children. Yeah, man child, a lot of them. Those three were those three were intimidating dudes, man. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> so yeah, what what's I say? Oh yeah, like so yeah, what's it like? What do you how do you feel going back home back to East Gosford uh, after being away for so long? Trip was amazing, man. Yeah. So we I drove down in the little Ford and only made it to Brisbane and then had to jump on a plane because there was like a big weather bomb that chased me oh, out of yes. um, out of the car. So I'd gotten down there and the family, nay and the kids and mum and dad have been cooped up in some sort of crazy I don't know flood version four since mm. Christmas for the Central Coast. So um, yeah, I know we we went back there and we went to Nora Head and we went to Terrigal. I caught up with my old boss Tim. Um, we celebrated Mum's seventieth and Nan's ninety eighth, um, all in the space of about four days, and then packed up and came home. <laughs> so right. it was amazing. So and I still had time to uh to plan a worko party. I don't know if you remember the worko from no. Grieve Close no. <laughs> at West Gosford. Oh, yeah, it was right. Steve Holland's dad, Dennis, uh 
he, we lost Dennis actually just recently, but uh, he's got a little recording studio over at West Gosford. We used to DJ. Um, so we crowd the troops and um, plan to have a bit of a party. And I think it lasted till about quarter past nine. <laughs> wow. And then people, people got tired. People turned up uh, bloated after dinner. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then people ran out of babysitters. And I was like, man, I was like, this is not how I envisaged tonight. <laughs> and then I got tired too. And then I was, yeah. Nadine people and I people eating like, people eating like D gas and bicarb oh. soda to stop the bloating and- Oh yeah, just not not the memories I had when I was there in the late nineties, early two thousands. It was just carefree, quarter past you know. nine. It'd be a.m., wouldn't it? Be a finish time. Yes, yes. We saw the sun come up in that place a few times, but yeah, yeah. Not 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 Saturday night a few years ago. Uh, real life crept back in, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> Majorly. I was I was talking to people the other day about uh, they were they were like asking people at work their kids are just turning eighteen and going out, and they were like, "What were you like going out?" And I said, "Well, I was always like." I just stay up all night. Like many, many a time, like dad gets up first and he goes out, mm. and I'm at the back table reading the paper at like seven o'clock <laughs> in the morning, just yeah. got dropped off by someone. And, and, um, they're like, oh, yeah, like, and or we'd play like stay up all night and then play touch footy on a Sunday morning, you know, eight, nine o'clock, you'd play a game. And it wouldn't even have to be like, oh, we had a massive night. It would just be, eh, just gonna stay up. Yeah, just did it. Just, I, I can't even imagine now how mental, mentally taxed I'd be just staying up oh, all the, night. The, the, the moment for me the other week when we were at the, um, at the recording studio was just headspace. Like the, the thoughts I was going through when we were there, like we, you know, well, number one, we hadn't played um, any, any records on vinyl for 20 years. I'm getting old, Maddie. That's how long it's been. Like we played, yeah. last time we did a vinyl set was 2001. Jeez. So the music that we were playing to each other was atrocious because we were very out of we were very out of form. <laughs> a few people asked, you know, is there something wrong with the equipment? And we're like, no, 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 it's actually performing brilliantly. We're just shit. Um, but yeah, I was thinking, you know, oh, all the kids are at home with Bayview. I wonder how mum and dad are doing. Yeah. Um, then I was thinking, oh, Nico and Carly aren't here yet. I wonder when they're going to turn up. And you know, and then yeah, uh, uh, Robbo and Claire said, oh, look, we're going to head home. We just over ate. Uh, you know, <laughs> like what a, if someone did that in 2000, like, yeah, well. I'm going home, I'm bloated after the <laughs> steak dinner. We're like, you're fucked. So, and then what would have been in my, in, in, because that's where I'm at sort of 18 was over at the recording studio back in the day. We just didn't have a care in the world, you know, 20 uh, years ago. So, no. but so you're, you're, play- your kids are getting on too. There's going to be that time. Cause that was the other thing we talked about was I did not give a thought ever to, what my parents were going going through waiting for me to come home or wondering if I hadn't told them like I'm going out tonight and then I've just gone to stay at Wigo's house or your house and not told anyone because I can't call them at like three o'clock in the morning it's too late so I I don't no mobile phone I can't message them so are they like mum especially would have just been laying there just waiting waiting for me to come home and then just me calling at like nine o'clock just saying yeah i'm at dres's house so uh i might come home today but i might not like yeah i've got even... a comfy room it's all good yeah you <laughs> didn't even think about like telling your parents and then we're getting to that age where our kids are going to start doing the same thing like i went overseas for four years never once thought i wonder if my parents are sad then I'm over. <laughs> I wonder if they miss me. Never, never, ever had that thought. I wonder if my parents well, miss I, me. I did have that. I did have that thought. I was like, the workout a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I wonder, is it four to six a.m. is the best time to come home? It would not right. needed. The thought process was not needed. Nine, <laughs> four to nine, six. Fi- not yet. Nine fifteen. Nine fifteen stumps. Macca's drive through. <laughs> Done. Too, too old. Yeah, I went. I went out like for nothing just to catch up with a mate on a couple of Saturdays ago, and it was the same thing. Home Hard at night. Home at nine thirty. Like footy finish. All right. Had one beer. All right. See ya. Get 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 home. Justine's like, what yeah. are you doing? I'm like, yeah. I think it's a I think it's a form thing because you start yes. slowly. You know. I, yeah. I have to admit, even the even the other week, I was I was getting a little bit tired. There was a couple of yawns coming out around the eight thir- around the eight thirty mark. You gotta have <laughs> you gotta have a nap. That's the only way. You gotta have a pre nap. Yeah, and I was still tired the next morning. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, it was a big day. Got yeah. home at quarter two, ten. No, nah, but the, the coast was amazing. Man. Got a surfing. 
Yeah, had a had a coffee at a Voca Surf Club with uh, my old boss when I was been building construction. I don't think Mum and Dad have seen Tim and Kel for best part of a decade. Wow. So what we fit in um, in in four or five days was was pretty cool. Did you hear about M? Yes, she she. Uh, I got COVID on the Friday. Oh, what? And, and I uh, sent her a message just saying uh, I was meant to come up. I would have been on the coast when you were there. Oh. Um, I was going to go up, catch up with Wigo, play play some golf or just hang out for a couple of days. Mm. And uh, yeah, that got shit canned. And then I messaged her. And then the next day, yeah, she messaged me. She was like, yep, I got it. And uh, I was going up for mum's 70th and nan's 98th and catching and up with Dres. She organised it all. Yeah, she organised it all. And no, nah, we just we just hung out. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to the 90s time, music. The, the timing of it sucks, man. Yeah, Absolutely man. sucks. All the, all the kids were hanging to see Arnie. And yeah, I think it got her at the 12th hour as well. I think yeah, she, was, <laughs> she was about to be in the car on the way up. Yeah, yeah, and Saturday then, morning. And, and I saw it coming. She goes, oh, I'm not feeling real good. I had a PCR test. And then uh, the next thing, you know, everyone's got like a family Facebook chat. Yeah. Just three words. I, I have COVID. And I was <laughs> like, no. Yeah, it just keeps happening. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you got to roll with it. That's what that's what the last two and a bit years have, should have taught everyone. Is, uh... I haven't had it yet. I mean, I haven't had Zach. And Zach's got a weird, one of, one of my twin boys, he's got a weird habit of getting up and you know, blatantly steal. I still think it's intentional. He thinks he's sleep drinking. He drinks out of my drink bottle. Um, and he right. was at home with COVID about three, three, four months ago. And he was riddled with it. He was crook as a dog. Right. And I was going through a pretty, like pretty crazy time at work. And I remember getting up to go to work the next morning and I just saw my drink bottle sitting there and I'm like, I'm going to have a swig out of it and see what happens. <laughs> Nothing happened. I couldn't, yeah. So I, I don't couldn't know. even got... buy a week off. <laughs> no, no. And um, yeah, me and him were chilling out next to the couch on the couch yeah. next to each other. So I think Nate and I are the last two survivors in this household of seven. So yeah, we've we've got we uh yeah, only me and Vi went down with it somehow. Jazz missed out. Obviously. I saw the daily updates. I was yeah. like, they're not gonna she's hanging in there. I, Every you, other I gotta one tell these... you, I gotta <laughs> tell you, if you ever get COVID, come and move move in here because I got isolated and she bought every meal to my door. And I would just oh, wow. message, I would just message her and say more food, and she would bring more food, and then I'd eat it and leave the tray outside the door. <laughs> pretty sweet. It was pretty for about four days. It was really sweet. I got pretty much over it after that. But it's a pretty good four days of just like hanging out in bed. I wasn't sick at all. Like literally, oh, at all, at all. Like I had maybe a bit of congestion, and uh, yeah, I just ate. I just could not stop eating. It was good. Oh, she wasn't put. She wasn't putting that effort in the uh, Facebook post. She was just. I just saw the daily rat test updates. I was like, "Oh, she's going to get it tomorrow." I don't, yeah. I don't know. She, this well, is a discipline. She's been like she's in your been, household. She's been like uh, obsessed with trying to work out why she and Noel didn't get it. Mm. Like she put way too much thought into. Well, how did I not get it? If Violet got it, and I sleep next to you every night. How is that possible? And she was trying to like get the string out and make little get the, get the cork board out with all the information. I was like, just maybe don't think about it. Just, just yeah. go with it. Oh, I just yeah. can't understand it. And then she did the opposite, like the reverse thing of like, well, you and Violet got it and you weren't very sick. So that means if I get it, I'm just going to be like shit can for a week. I'll be like completely feverish and rolling about Wiped and vomiting. Out. Yeah. I'm like, what are you? That's that's good science, Jazz. That's <laughs> COVID picks in the house who it's going to really fuck with. Yeah. Well, I got RSV, which is not COVID. Mm. I, I was driving home after way too many hours one week. Yeah. My throat swelled up. I was like, oh, this is it. This is what everyone's <laughs> talking about. Yeah. When I and I just I waited a full 24 hours and I thought the the rat test would be like you know LED light. Whoa, you've re- <laughs> man, you've really got it. And just you nothing. I was like, it's faulty. So I went and got a, a swab and then yeah. I went and Nadine got a different brand. I don't, I really don't think it makes a difference. Yeah. And then I ended up having to do a telehealth and he said, oh yeah, there's RSV getting around. I was like, what's Yeah, that's that? what, that's what Noelle had. That's what she had last week. Yeah. It's way worse. It was way worse than COVID. I oh, know. And then uh, there was no glory with it. Cause I was like, no, no. RSV. And everyone's like, what, that's not on the news. What, you know, is there any, is there any, um, you know, is there any jabs you can get for that? I was like, I don't think so. Well, that's what Violet was saying. She was like, well, this is bullshit. We got stuck in our rooms <laughs> for a week 
and she and Noelle's having dinner with us. That's not cool. <laughs> and we're like, you know what? That's that's a fair point. Maybe if everyone, yeah. like anytime you got a cold, you had to sit in your room for a week, that would re- certainly reduce the spread of the cold. It would if everyone used their Yeah, the RSV is a killer. Um, yeah, but I, I was at, when I was you out said, for three days. When you said about the rat, I, I um so because of my symptoms were so light, I had I was told on the Thursday, like the like previous to the week, I was like, I'm not really sick. And I was told, um, do a rat, and if it comes up as uh, like no line, then you clear and you can clear yourself hmm. a day early. And I was like, sweet. And so I did it, and it was like the faintest line. It was such like so small. And I was like really annoyed. And then I, t- I sent that photo to your sister, and I was like, look at this shit. I, I was told like <laughs> I could leave early, and it's like the thinnest the borderline. <laughs> and so she said, oh, I'm going to try that too. And she sent me the photo back, and her like you have COVID line was darker than the fucking test line. The test line. Yeah, yeah. She was like, this is this is bullshit. This is like I have super COVID. <laughs> yeah, she was pretty crook as well. Oh, Poor him. Yeah. And actually yeah. the RSV helped me uh, kick the durries though. I was on the durries for You're a second. You're on the durries Jesus. Yeah, every, 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 everyone said it was like super out of character. I was yeah. like running, running and hiking, and I'd be like up in the hills. I'd be like, I've got to, got to. Boys, I was just like, hang up for a sec. I've just got to get out my tobacco pouch and roll a dart. I was like, even the first time I was with the because I got a couple of mates to do it now. They're like, what, what the fuck, dude? You smoke? Um, but yeah, the RSV. I was out like ten o'clock on my first day off on the veranda, and I was like, man, oh, this is not going down well. So, um, I think it was about three weeks ago. So, how wow. kick them? Rolling kick the your own durries. Durries. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, well, April twenty twenty. Yeah, right. In the middle of like you crazy like, COVID. You got COVID habit was having smoke. No, not making like bread every, or anything like that. It was so stressful at work and Queensland never mm. locked down, at least mm. not up here. Brisbane did. We've we we have not had one day of like lockdown. We've just yeah. been powering through. And I just remember all of my smokers at work, they're like, We're going out for a durry. And I was like, fresh air. I was like, and I just oh, said right, one day, right. I'm I'm coming. And they're like, What? I was like, Yeah, yeah, I'm coming. I'm gonna go buy the tobacconist. And I'll see you outside. And then I just took it up. But yeah, I've got uh, off the durries, but I'm now heavily addicted to sinus spray. <laughs> I don't know if you, have you ever heard of that. Doesn't it make your nose bleed? Not yet. So oh. it's happened It's happened in the past. So I'm two weeks into that addiction. And the, the key is you've got to, you have a hit, right? Yeah. Yeah. In its native state. So, and then what we got to do. What do you mean in its native state? Straight from the pharmacy, the real oh, gear, right, right, right. the heavy yeah. gear. Yeah. Right. And you, because I was this RSV, mate, we, you know, it knocked me around. Yeah. Still, still coughing up a bit of phlegm. So you have a hit, clears the nasal, <laughs> clears the nasal passage. But I've done it before. I used to get a lot of sinus infections when I used to surf on the coast. So you right. use it for a day and then you dilute it by about, you know, you put a bit of tap water in it. Right. So now I'm on about a 50-50 mix, but I still wake up in the morning. I've got to have a hit. So yeah, the durries are gone. Yeah. And but in terms of cost, Ugh. mate, the nasal spray it's like six bucks a month. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm I'm, I'm up, it's just I'm salt water. That. I love it. I love dress. I love like I'm, I'm happy 20, with that. twenty years ago you're up till nine thirty. Now you now you're in bed at nine thirty p.m. and you've got the hard. Nasal yeah, spray. Yeah. That's what gets you going. Yeah, yeah. I've got the bottle. You might be able to see it actually. Just bring up. it over here. We can use it yeah, as a will, sponsor. Will. We'll do a live read. <laughs> yeah, I mean, plug dress. <laughs> I don't think I should mention the brand. I might put it in my YouTube bio. Hang on a sec. Oh, he's doing it live on air. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we'll so that's, we can, a, that's we'll see if I can pick it up. That's, that's Sudafed orange label. Sudafed orange label. Dress it. Better than smoking. <laughs> oh, I just think I just think your body craves something. Yeah, it's 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 still part of the, you know, it's still part of the. <laughs> you got a ritual, right? Yeah, so it's it's advertised as twelve hours relief, but you know, once you once you start hitting it hard, it goes back to about forty five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. do you go out like smoke her break and just hit a few pumps of that? Yes. Well, that's about fifty percent water now, and if I lose that, I'm in trouble because I'm I'm off to. I'm off on a flight soon. If I leave oh, that yeah, home, I'm going to be yeah. I'm going to be three days of pain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got to I got to crack on with some questions. I got some Wigo questions for you. Of course, yeah, shoot. Um, his question is: Do you miss lifting things? 
So last time we talked about your phase of powerlifting. One of one of Dres's phases was getting into powerlifting, really bulking up and lifting. Do you miss it? Do you miss that? Um, don't, it was actually like massively expensive because the food, like you know, you you can't just eat like maccas. You're eating chicken and salmon, and I was right. you know the amount of eggs I consumed was like <laughs> you know probably unhealthy. But uh, <laughs> the, uh, the the camaraderie when when um when we first formed the little club, well, it was actually very well established. I've actually got a tattoo on my leg of uh, Central Coast Barbell, which I think is now Central, well, it was Central Coast MMA and now it's back to Central Coast Barbell. But there was only about six or eight sort of core crew members in the shed um, that was, you know, that that's definitely what I missed. But then I found it back in what I do now. I've got right. a, a so, couple yeah, of you, mates. You, you did say like you, now are they mates that you've had that, that joined you or did you find them through the YouTube videos and through a little community? Through, so the email that I've got up on my YouTube page now is artificial. So no one can email me through that because for a little while I was getting some emails that I wasn't, <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't too fan of reading. So the, the, <laughs> the mine, mine, mine tours at Ebenezer or whatever it is, that's not a real website. Right. Right. But for about four months or five months, uh, I had actually my, my proper Gmail up there and I, uh, uh, probably a few dozen people reached out to me. And three or four of those guys are now the crew that I explore with. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, I think they're as wary of me and my cameras as uh, as wary as I am of them and their, you know, because a lot of people that want to go to these places only have one thing in mind. That's metal detecting National Park and right, digging right, stuff right. up. And, yeah. you know, there's all kinds of that, that's generally what people think still think I do. So there's definitely a bit of a vetting process, but yeah, I've got a, a buddy, Sam from up North, up near Yapoon. He's actually got his own gold mine up there somewhere. And I've done about three or four missions with him. He's an absolute legend. Uh, Blake from the sunny coast, his dad. Um, I've got a, a buddy uh, from Krakow. So there's about six of us now. And I wow. am going to plan next winter, some sort of super collaboration where we go to some massive mine. Yeah, There'll be like 10 of us um and do some sort of underground rave or something i don't know <laughs> i don't know i don't know <laughs> get the decks out man get the, <laughs> I don't know. Get the vinyl out <laughs> we I, I still i still have like this crazy thought of so many phases the the ones that have stuck with me are chilies yeah djing which i mentioned that's you know i mentioned that ad nauseum in terms of what we did the other week and how bad it went and how old we are um the weightlifting which you brought up and then this one i'm not going to call this a phase man this is like you know, this one's this one's gripped me. The uh, the the history. Did you? But if you could combine but, all of but those, didn't, didn't you also get into making your own stormtrooper outfit? Oh, I'm still doing that. Oh, I'm still that's, doing that's that. More, yeah, I was I was out last Saturday and Sunday doing that. We raised um, we raised six hundred bucks for the Miraburra Animal Refuge. Um, right. That's that's we're called the five hundred and first Legion. So we 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 have movie replica kits and we go to events and you know you know the thing. Yeah. raffles and shake tins and try and raise money but if you could combine all of those yeah and harness that moment for the youtubes i don't know about be... the i think you could do everything except the power lifting that might that might why, why no but the thing about it so it has to be set in a mind yeah you have to be dressed as a star wars character yeah you have to be about to deadlift or bench press or whatever all easy all easy there's so much steel underground right. So that's funny, right. right yeah right there yeah. is there's rail lines there's air compressor lines there's there's big timbers like there's a lot of timbers right you could easily knock something up i've got a lot of torches then all you'd have to do is bring a chili right um and and you know oh and the decks yeah you'd have to have some sort of person dj you could the do that there'd be some portable deck backpack thing you could get i've got one I've there got you go. Run off, a power, run off a power bank. Yeah. <laughs> stay, oh. stay, stay tuned. If you if you name the drone and you name the next adventures to yep. you know this mystery island off the south of uh, New Zealand, <laughs> then um, I'll I'll start planning that one. So I, I I wanted to ask you get back to like going home um, for your mum's seventieth. Did mm. did uh, did Paul and Jane? Did any of them or have they ever said? What the, what are you doing going down in these big holes in the ground? Well, or, or they've known you long enough. <laughs> no, they absolutely say. no, they absolutely hate it. I'm very aware. I, don't know, I was going to go off a different tangent. No, they hate it. Uh, Dad, Dad sort of appreciates the history of it. 
Mm-hmm. You, you know, there's like a an open quarry at the bottom of Bayview. Um, yeah. There's a there's a sandstone quarry from the 1930s, uh, and Dad went and explored down there when I was, you know, just sort of starting it. And he sent me back a photo of like some core samples and a couple of you know little open pits. And I was like, oh, puppet, 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 he's getting into it. He's getting into it, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, mate, you know, and then and then I'm trying to influence his next places. So I was like, he's, I'm going to northern New South Wales. I'm like, is it anywhere near Torrington? He's like, no, it's not. I was like, you know, where that road that you're going on, is it going to cut through Torrington? It's like, it is not. I'm like, well, if you go, if you go, cause they travel a lot. Yeah. But, um, but he sent me an amazing uh, video and photo of a big uh, gold mining dredge uh, from the gold fields down in Victoria. So credit, credit to mum and dad. I love those guys. They, they do do a, a bit of a concerted effort to capture some of my passion when they're out and about. Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. yeah your dad's always like, all right, what are you doing? I'll I'll chip in here and there, get on board. Well, mum, I've watched a few of my episodes with mum and she loves the topside stuff. And as soon as it gets dark, she's like, all right, I'm gonna have to go make myself, you know, either a coffee or a shampers or both. She goes, I don't I don't like this part of it at all. I was gonna she say, like she doesn't like, she doesn't like the bats. <laughs> no, God no. I was surprised that she would actually sit down and and watch them. I, I would imagine if I did anything like that, that my mum especially would be like nah i don't need to see that i don't need to see they're just so happy there's a crew of us now i think you know with what we were talking about earlier going solo was absolutely bonkers like that was just really stupid stuff but um now that there's you know there's going to be five of us in total heading heading to the island next tuesday night so um for six nights so and then we've got you know we've got a ropes guy uh we've got um you know someone on radios we're taking an eperb yeah. Um, just in case something goes, you know, drastically wrong. Um, so we, we plan for it now. You know, it used to just be me, me, me jumping in holes and hoping I can get back out with yeah. no one. Um, but yeah, we've got to, every time we enter any workings now, we, we come up with a bit of a contingency plan if something goes south. Oh, right. Got to, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Again, getting back to your first times where you were just like, let's just see what happens. Oh, the, the one that gets me, there's... Well, again, I won't mention the place because I didn't have permission to be there, but I went yeah. on a hike for six hours, drove my little car through three or four farmers' fences, and <laughs> I was hiking for six hours, and I didn't know how to read topographic maps. So I just drew a straight line to okay, uh, the uh, Lord Nelson mine, it was called, middle of nowhere, and I got underground, and I was underground at that point, was six hours from a car, and I was confronted with a possum I'll, I'll send you the footage later on it's hilarious yeah but because of the bats i've got to wear eye protection and respirators respirators for the you know so you don't get histoplasmosis yeah. and obviously yeah. bats have got great sonar but I, I think if a bat hits you in the eye i think you lose your eye i'm pretty sure i've yeah i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure um i'm pretty sure that's what happens but your goggles fog right it doesn't matter what season it is your goggles fog so i'm going in there and you can't see anything and i see a possum and the the footage is hilarious, man. I'm like, what is that? What is that? And and I go, it's a cat. And I think, I, you know, I know it's not now because you review the GoPro footage and the GoPro doesn't fog. It's crystal clear. It's a possum. There's this massive fat possum sitting at the end of this mine, just chilling out. And he's probably going, what is this guy doing? And I just thought that was the funniest thing ever, you know, like, because when I reviewed the footage, I put on TikTok, got like, like 80,000 views on TikTok. It like yeah. went off. <laughs> But then like about three months later, I was like, holy shit, man. Like I was six hours from a car. I didn't tell Nadine where I was. I was underground in a 130 year old mine. And if that wasn't a friendly, you know, cute yeah, right. animal, like, or even if not, like even if just something went wrong. So that's just when I think, you know, those days are just, yeah. Yeah. Well, well behind me now. Yeah. Wow. Good riddance. Yeah. Good to hear. <laughs> good to hear. If JC's listening, this will calm him down too. He was very concerned. Probably more than the same as your parents. Very worried. He was like, I keep yeah. watching these videos. I'm afraid I'm going to see a news story. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think he's getting a bit more into it, a bit more organized. Yeah, I oh, definitely, man. Definitely. I've got a, I've got a confined spaces training booked in for September mm-hmm. and top ropes and ropes recovery booked in, well, pending. I'm dealing with some guys at a sports shop down in Brizzy. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that will do anything, but if, you know, 
it's 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 just you know i've been doing it for two years now but just in case i've missed any of the basics these guys will go through and yeah i tell people in my videos not to go out unless you're with an instructor and i'm effectively self-taught so <laughs> don't so, do what i did so, yeah don't buy a harness and jump <laughs> that's why that's why i love about a black your, hole that's why i love yeah. about your disclaimer that's that's actually for you two years ago <laughs> It is to myself. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 It is. It Sending is. Your all right. I got another question yeah. from Wigo, Shoot, which harkens back to you talking about your chilies and all that stuff. He just wanted to know, and you've already referenced this. What is the next parcel from eBay that's arriving for you? And for what adventure? Ooh. Well, I've got O rings arriving for a high powered torch, but they're not going <laughs> to arrive in time. Yeah. And I've got, I've got, I've got more soundproof panels coming to deaden the corner. So, well, I don't think Harper's ever going to listen to this podcast. I keep telling Harper that I can hear his gaming at night. I, I have never heard his gaming at night. So I'm right. slowly decking out a whole corner <laughs> of his room in this yeah. really good soundproof deadening. There's another package coming from eBay. It's another one of those. But when no one's home and I've got an RDO, I go downstairs and I record all my QAM all intros. Right. And it is starting to sound sweet. <laughs> There's no reverb. <laughs> There's no nothing. So, I love um, it. I love so, it. So yeah, O-rings for a torch and a, a few more panels we go. Great. Great. All right. This question, which is a fantastic question. He sent it today, but it fits perfectly to what you've already told us. He said, which of your children, which of your five kids is most likely to be most like your 14-year-old self throwing a cutout pass across someone's oh. windscreen. No, oh, it's just such a different time because Harps is already 14. Yeah. And all of his social connections are online. And I'm I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. Um, you know, and I can't hear anything that's going on down there because of the sound didn't. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I would say little inks. Uh, just because she's she's only six, but the, her brain, the way that it ticks, is very similar to mine. Yeah. Um, and she's a bit of a bit of a scammer, and she definitely has puts a lot of energy into certain projects. Like she'll just announce to us, she'll go, "Hey, I'm doing markets in the kitchen for for Saturday." And she's yeah. she's amazing. She she will man the kitchen table with goods that are stolen from all of our rooms. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Sell them back but, to you. Yes, she repackages a lot of them. Uh, she she got a couple of my Liverpool pops one year, a Mike Tyson pop that was upsetting. But she will man that kitchen table without a phone, without anything, for a good six hours, and I think that is commitment. So she's, yeah. you know, to answer your question, Wigs is going to be Spud. That's what I call her, but that's my six-year-old because she's the youngest man, up, the youngest. She comes up, something yeah, about she the comes youngest. Up with an idea. She plans it out well, and she has the energy to see it through. So yeah, love you, Spuddy. Jesus, she into chilies yeah. yet? You got her in. Got her into chilies? Oh, not 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 purpose. I de-seeded Carolina Reapers, which I think in like 2017 they won the Guinness. There's actually still the Guinness World Record holder. I de-seeded them on these really cheap disposable. You know, I'm doing air quotes disposable red plates from Coles, right? Like a yeah. dollar for forty plates. And I de-seeded them and I, for some reason, I didn't wash them and I restacked them and I put them back in the drawer. Jesus. One year later, everyone's eaten uh, cake on, <laughs> it's cake for someone's birthday, right? And Inca, who we've just been talking about, she goes, mom, my lips are burning. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's a bit weird when you're eating cake to have, you know, any, any, of, the, any of those symptoms. <laughs> and then Mia starts coughing. And then bead starts going on my nose and, my, and then I looked at their plates and I just left the room. And within about five minutes, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, pretty much because they'd all, I'd used about 30 of these plates to dry out seeds. They had all just thought, because what happens to the seeds is they, they, all of the capsaicin all dries yeah. and that is the essence of the heat that will stay present to infinity. So I've stacked these plates and then they've eaten cake on it a year later and just Sweet. all just got, yeah, burnt their mouths out. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know any, uh, if you had any incidences with the chilies beyond, I've seen videos of you eating them and spewing. And I'll tell you this story. I may edit it out. I don't, <laughs> I don't know who wants to hear this, but Jazz bought me a bottle of 
Carolina Reaper hot sauce. Nice. And, and it's, you know, like it's great. Put a, put a dash or two in a bowl of food and then mix it up. It's, it's yep. Fantastic. It's the only super hot that actually tastes amazing. Yeah, and it it's tastes amazing. good. Yeah. And yeah, but you ha- I have to be careful and I have to wash my hands after handling it every time. Mm. One night I didn't do that and I had dinner and then I was sitting there, adjusted my fucking junk while I was uh, in the kitchen, went and sat Uh-oh. down, went and sat down next to my daughter, who was like read, <laughs> reading on the lounge, and I was reading or something like that. I think I was reading, she was reading, and then about like thirty seconds later, I just said, "Oh no!" And yeah, like, what? What? And I was like, "Oh no!" She's like, "What?" And I was like, "Uh, no, no, nothing, nothing." And I just got on my phone and I just typed in like, "What do I do?" <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? So Justine was out for a walk. She's out can you, on. Can you, can whatever the search result was, can you send me that link? <laughs> I think it was, what do you do? Carolina Reaper on foreskin. Scrotum or something like that. <laughs> right? Do you know what to do, Drez? I can tell you oh, what to gonna, do. It's milk or yogurt. Yeah, so it's milk. Well, milk or yogurt. So... <laughs> so... This is this is the best part is that Jazz was on a walk, so I got a bowl. I got, I got a, a, a little bowl, filled it with milk, just took it into the shower, <laughs> just basically stripped down and just put my junk in this bowl of milk, right? And it, of course, it works. It worked almost instantly. But yeah. all I was, you know, going, oh my god, this is so embarrassing. But then I, about. 80% of me, I reckon. I don't know what percentage it would be of other people. 80% of me was really hoping Justine came home <laughs> from her walk and just came into the bathroom and just found me completely naked. <laughs> with like I would have turned my back to her and then she would have said, What are you doing? And then what did you decant? What did you I have to ask this? What did you decant the milk into? What <laughs> do you mean? It has, be, well, it has to be some sort of dish. Yeah, it was it was like it was like a uh a cereal bowl, small child cereal bowl from <laughs> yeah. from nice. IKEA. Let's give a shout out to our new sponsor, IKEA. Yeah, yeah, perfect yeah. For, They're gonna love this ad. They're perfect love for this ad. rinsing your, your scrotum in a, yeah. in a bowl you, of milk. You, you didn't read the script on that one, though, mate. <laughs> no. So that's what. Jazz, and then afterwards, I went, like it was all fine. And then I told Jazz, and she was like, "What did you do with the? Did you throw the bowl out?" And I was like, <laughs> "I did, but I was like, oh." Uh, no, I just washed it. She was like, which bowls? And I'm like, I don't know. I can't remember. So, for, so there again, I don't know if that one will you'll find, find the airways for people to listen to. Oh, no, you got to find that because it's happened to me dozens of times. But the, the, the realization sinks in early and then the pain grows slowly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I just knew. I was just like, oh, right. I can feel gotta it. i that in. Got to leave that in. Ikea is paying the bills, mate. <laughs> yeah. Thank you to Ikea. <laughs> Thank you to Ikea. <laughs> Ikea and Sudafed nasal spray. <laughs> yeah. Sudafed orange. Sudafed orange. All right. Yeah. So we're going to finish up today. I gave you a challenge. Yeah. Because I, oh, think, yeah? Our, I think our last episode, uh, I we talked a little bit about your love of terrible, good, terrible movies. Yeah. So what um, I need from you is, and it's a hard question, what is your top five bad, great movies or great, bad movies? All right. Well, <laughs> ascending, descending. So, uh, Well, so go from five, five to one. We'll, we'll finish with the, the best of all time, the goat. All right. Well, I got, I got one from 1957. Lovely. So this is what got me started in the... <laughs> Early 2000. I think I know what you're going to say. What? 1957. We're talking Edward D. Wood. We are. Played by by Johnny Depp, I believe, as well. One of my favorites. One of my favorite movies. I haven't seen it yet. but um, fantastic. I I love that because it is an absolute steaming pile of absolute (laughs) junk. Yes. Plan 9. There's a few reasons I love it. Plan 9 from Outer Space. Yeah, sorry. I forgot to say the title. But also, (laughs) it just makes me think that since... Because I think it flopped for 30 years. So I don't think it came into its i don't think it came to fruition until 1987 yeah 
but it also means there's been people like me around <laughs> for 50 years because everyone still knows it's a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Poly, polystyrene, tombstones, um, Edwards Jr., Bella Lugosi, uh, and Tor Johnson. Tor Johnson, um, the wrestler. The wrestler. You got to yes. see that. You got to see Ed Woodman. You'll love it. It's really, it's what I had a poster of it all of, like when I was. Grow I might have stolen it from Wigo actually. That poster. I just didn't know if it, I think I think deep down I didn't know if it'd ruin the movie. No, I've it's, seen it's... I've seen Plan Nine. Uh, I've probably seen that movie at least, not exaggerating, twenty five times. Right, right. Um, yeah, and and that when I rate B grade movies, it's got to be on watchability. You know, like how much entertainment can you get out of it? Yeah, and the, the those spaceship <laughs> those spaceships those tombstones. <laughs> yeah. Um, the fact that it's and... not Bella Lugosi, man. No, 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 Bella. No, so he is in it. The the Edward uh, did actually befriend Bella, and Bella was like on hard heroin. Yeah, and uh, he just got like I think four to five minutes of nondescript footage without yeah. a plot. There was exactly. no script. Yeah, and he then Ed then basically changed the entire plot of the movie to try to try and retrofit that six minutes of stock footage he had of bella yeah which was weird it's really weird footage because it's like him as a vampire at a cemetery yeah and, and, and leaving his, his house, house yeah, yeah. <laughs> flowers. yeah. no you'll, you gotta watch this movie he also they, then he got some other dude who kind of looked like bella lugosi to put a thing the around hands. his hands, yes, like he's yes. a vampire for the rest of the movie. Yes, because his eyes look like Bella. Yeah, fantastic, yeah. genius. And, and I, I don't know who put me onto that. I think I ordered it from JB. Second plug for JB Hi-Fi. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, someone put me onto that, and whoever it was, I can't remember. But that's what started my uh, obsession with B-grade movies. Beautiful. In, in number four, I've got one that I don't think anyone's heard of. <laughs> It's called Existence. Oh yeah, it's, Bro, that was a, that's it a nineties movie though, isn't it? Isn't that a nineties? It's, it's a it's a nineties movie, and it's and the the ending of it, like I thought it was bad, and yeah. and you know, like a lot of people think, you know, when I strike up a conversation, they go, "Oh, you like big grade movies again? You you must like Sharknado." I don't because those the Asylum movies are they're purposely made to be yeah, big and actually now spent. Yeah, and actually the budget behind them, because you can right. find out the budget of these movies, they're actually quite big. But Existence is big budget. It's got to, uh, Jude Law in it and yeah. William Defoe. And <laughs> I've seen it over a dozen times. Have you seen it? <laughs> no, that's another one. 90s, you haven't seen it. 90s in a video store going, Existence. That looks bad. It's <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> shit. There's, there's, something that looks like the alien that comes out of the stomach in aliens yeah you know, right um and you put it you put it on your face right like and you willingly becomes, put it on your face you willingly put it on your face <laughs> and that taps you into a game that's like the matrix okay. you, yeah yeah and, and look that's pretty you know that's already pretty bad um and, but what happens at the end well i'll tell you what you watch you watch existence there's a z yep. on the end of that i'm yep, sure of yep, it yep, yep. and i'll watch i'll watch uh johnny depp's uh edward jr right <laughs> wow uh, okay number three i've got birdemic shock and terror right yes that yes. is that is uh well what got me on that movie was so there's a there's an app called tubi T-U-B-I. Yeah. And that only hosts like appalling videos. <laughs> right. And for these to be in your top five of anyone's top five, have you got a, have you got a, have you got, do you like B-grade movies? I do. I, I, I what's, your, what's a... your top three? Jesus, off the top of my head, no, <laughs> again, the ones that I've seen the most, uh, uh, a lot of uh, 70s, Horror. Andy Warhol made really yeah. terrible. So Blood for Dracula, yeah. Flesh, for, Flesh for Frankenstein, these kinds of movies. They are really bad and really uh, not certainly like insanely politically incorrect. Because, oh, yes, yes. You know, like when you would have fit in with us at school dress because we used to get together and watch like we actually would find. It's called the Crappy Movie Fest. And we would oh. go over to one of our houses, Richard's, Paul's, Stu's, we goes, 
and everyone would bring a video and we would watch three or four movies and they would all be terrible. Like Curse of the Cannibal Confederates, that was one that got a lot of play. Um, so just that one that you just mentioned, did you watch that the first time with no preconception or did someone recommend it to you? Because no, I think no, that's how were... you find the B-grade pot of gold is when you're sitting there and you go, what is happening? Yeah, you, you would go to <laughs> yeah. usually horror. You would go to the video <laughs> shop and you usually yeah. go to horror and you'd look for the bottom rung of the horror channel yeah. and you would find these absolutely insane movies about whatever usually zombies yeah. cannibals the curse of the cannibal confederates was was so memorable because <laughs> there's it, issues with that title but keep going <laughs> it never had it never really had any reference to confederates ever and like all cannibalism like and you know the sign of a true good b-grade film is uh like shot during the day pretending it's night where they just oh yeah tamper with the with the film stock or invert the <laughs> invert the footage to make it or you know Blue any film that, yeah any film that reuses the same footage in the in the movie oh but no sorry I, i've gone completely wrong and and the boys if they're listening will will be so angry at me the number one film is the thing with two heads and i don't know if you've ever seen the thing with two Ooh. heads I have it's not. The story of... No, question back to you then. Oh, yeah. Is it recommended or did you stumble across it? I think we stumbled across it, but that oh, one's got a, gold, that one's, that one's got more of a, a, a legendary following. But if I tell you the plot of that, you, I think you'll, you will absolutely love it. It is about a racist scientist who is trying... Is, I mean, who doesn't love this? What they're trying to do is work out how you can put two heads on one body. And, of course, they do that with a gorilla... <laughs> Or a man in a gorilla costume. Well, that uh, works. I'm sure. The but then there is a out. then there is a horrible accident, and the <laughs> doctor is crushed. So they save his life by removing his head and putting it on the body of a black escaped criminal. Oh, man. You're starting to get into friends. What's what's Matt LeBlanc's uh, Doctor Drake Ramore? Oh, Doctor Drake start... Ramore. <laughs> yeah, so he's a racist. He's a racist doctor, <laughs> and now he's on the on the body of a black runaway. And they're riding a motorbike and the police are chasing them. And it has like a, it's a short movie, like 87 minutes. And then there's a 30 minute chase scene in it where it's just the same two cars are being used over and over. Cause like they'll crash. And then the next time a car will be driving, but it's completely man, beat up. It's great. I thought you're going Steve Martin. That's man with two brains. Yeah, no, no. That's a man, man with, two, with brains. two heads. The thing with two heads. The thing <laughs> with two heads. Oh yeah. Jesus. Yeah. All right. Send me an IMDB link. We'll do. Uh, it is, link. and it has like just a the best tone deaf ending. Again, <laughs> you couldn't even say, well, it was the time. You're like, no, that was a, that's a misstep right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I was sitting up late one night watching uh Tubi. Yeah. And I saw uh just a really irritating uh song. I could tell it was the intro to a movie. It's just a guy. Looks like he's holding up a Nokia, like, you know, 6110. The video is shit. Yeah. And he's just driving through a road in California. And I just thought, you know, I don't know if I'd had a few drinks. I don't know what was going on. But I was like, this has been going on for a really long time. And I thought, this is this this could be a real, like a real-time driving movie. Yeah. Then the then the font came up and I thought, oh shit, it's the it's the intro role. It's actually the opening credits. And it was just Wait. Helvetica. Helvetica bold. Helvetica. I think yes. this has been made on high movie and then it just goes downhill from there. So that's my <laughs> number four, uh, number three, number or number two, sorry, is the room with Tommy Wiseau. Oh yes, yeah, of course. That. And number one is the Miami connection. Please tell me you've seen that. I don't think I've seen the Miami connection. Oh, one caveat. I don't like the way that women are treated in the movie and it is extremely uh, un-PC like the, you know, I think it's 85 yeah, and I believe the, the 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 movie was made famous for the amount of cocaine consumed by by the <laughs> production company. But it's got YK Kim, and um, there is no Miami. I don't think it's shot in Miami. Wait, 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 wait. Miami, you... yeah. YK Kim is actually, uh, I think he's Korean. He's actually a black belt. He speaks very poor English. <laughs> he he stars and writes, and I think he, I think they let him, I think they let him cast it. I have but a it's... feeling someone sent me a clip from this fairly recently. Well, there's the, 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 the... maybe it was Samurai Cop. I can't, 
I can't or remember. They're, they're a karate gang yep. that uh, are in a band. So you know, if you don't mind, <laughs> oh. I've actually downloaded the chorus of their um, of their song that they sing. It's about 10, 10 minutes in. I, I just think these lyrics are great. So friends forever yep. will be together. We're on top because we play to win. <laughs> I know I can depend on you to show the way and see me through. And this is the this is the this is the stinger. This is the one that got me in. Friends through eternity, loyalty, honesty will stick together through thick and thin. So the, the the plot of the movie is that they're in a club and they're a very successful karate rock ninja band that deal cocaine. And a <laughs> and a second lot move into town and there's yep. a battle. Oh. Um, but what makes the movie? High in, stakes. I, I've, I've seen this movie about fifty times. At the end of the movie, there's a a monologue called I I refer to it as Jim's dad. Yeah. Now I don't know who Jim. I don't know who Jim is. I yep. definitely don't know who Jim's dad is. But Jim's dad. I won't spoil it. But anyway, yeah. If you watch it, you'll get to about an hour and twenty minutes in. I think it's about what well, an hour and twenty seven minutes. And there's a 10 minute monologue at the end about Jim's dad. You know, he's not doing, he's not, Jim's dad's not doing too well. And then boom, credits. So yeah, Miami Connection. And look, the, the thing with Miami Connection is there's a place in downtown LA called the Alamo Draft House, right? Yep. Yep. They scour like the virtual world of real to real. They have picked up Birdemic. They have picked up, uh, I don't think they could afford Existence because I think it's still got rights. <laughs> yeah, probably. They, they picked up Miami Connection after was sitting like in someone's garage for 30 grand. Um, so it's basically sat as like a, th- a 20 year hiatus as it was produced and then they pick it up. So they run um, midnight screenings in downtown LA and they actually sell out with like the room, Birdemic and Miami Connection seven nights a week. And I was in LA. <laughs> And I was like, my only regret in life is actually not going to the Alamo Draft House for a midnight screening, you know, wow. to watch The Room, to watch a shit movie by myself. <laughs> yeah, they throw spoons at the screen yes. when you go to see The Room. It's a, that's a scene, yeah. Yeah. All right, all right, yeah. Dres, well, we've got to go. We've got to wrap things up. Thank you for giving us your top five. No we're worries. Searching that out. Thanks I'll for the questions, Wigs. The thing with two heads. Thank you to Wigo. I got a, a, a name for your recon drone. Oh, what is it? I think you're going to like it. I think it should be called Tor Johnson. I think that's yes! an excellent name awesome. for a drone. Um, and I will, I don't know. I don't know what your next video should be called. Let me get to it. Well, okay. I'll just give it the, the island is uh, off a cluster of islands called, this is not a joke, Disappointing Island. Right. <laughs> Jesus. So well, maybe then get on Google you, Maps. Can't you just call it a cluster of disappointment? You're naming it. Yeah, there you go. That's what it's called. <laughs> a cluster of disappointment. All right. All right. There we go. Or disappointment clusters. I don't know. Clusters. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like a that sounds like a terrible breakfast cereal. You send me send me the IMDB link for the uh the thing with two heads. Oh, and, without uh, a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt, man. All right, cheers, Dress. The title. That's cheers, it. Maddie. Let me just stop recording.